Hey guys, we've got a really good episode today with Antoine Gagne from J7 Media. And what J7 does is they run Facebook ads for a lot of e-com brands. They do about $30 million a year in ad revenue right now and growing. And in the episode, Antoine goes into basically um, a macro view of what he sees Facebook doing to really... Um, you know, operate really well in this post iOS 14 world. Um, and he's got some really good contacts and some good insights from, from higher up people at Facebook. Um, so I think he's got a good perspective of like the ecosystem and what's happened and what Facebook is doing to overcome it. But also he goes into some super, super tactical things that you can do both now based on what they see working well with their brands, um, but also what you can do to be ready for what's coming. There's a lot of change and shakeup happening in advertising. And if you're an e-com brand that's focused on advertising, which every e-com brand is or should be, uh, I think this episode is going to give you some really good perspective to uh, make sure you have the right things now, make sure you have the right things based on what's coming, and also to make sure that you have a good understanding of what your agencies are doing if you're running with agencies as well, because uh, agencies have been shaken up a lot by what's going on too. So I hope this episode helps you. Go ahead and dig in and let us know how you implement things. Welcome to e-commerce town hall, where six, seven, and eight figure e-commerce store leaders learn how to scale and streamline to get to the next level. On each episode, you'll see strategies from the industry experts behind successful stores that you can take back and apply with your teams right away. The show is brought to you by helpflow.com. Helpflow provides 24 seven live chat teams to over a hundred e-commerce stores and can help you drive more sales while providing an awesome customer experience through their live chat agents. Check them out at helpflow.com. But for now, let's dive into today's episode. Welcome back to the show, guys. Super excited for today's episode. Uh, today, we're going to dig into advertising and specifically advertising and how to crush it in this, you know, post iOS 14 world, I guess we could say. Uh, we're recording this episode in early 2022. And basically, we've just gone through the first holiday season after Apple essentially, you know, maybe indirectly tried to kill the advertising industry with iOS 14. So we've gone through Q4, we've gone through Black Friday, we've started off the year, um, you know, it's it's uh, middle of February right now. And uh, I really wanted to bring somebody on that has a good handle on what's going on because, I mean, frankly, it's been really hard for a lot of people. It's been hard for agencies. It's been hard for skilled advertisers. It's been hard for brands. Like it's been hard to have the Facebook uh, game essentially change. And so um, I was referred to Antoine, Antoine Gagne, uh, who is the founder and CEO of J7 Media. And uh, basically what they do, they're uh, really data-driven and creative Facebook ads agency working with um, you know, a mix of D2C online brands, also some lead generation companies, and they manage a lot of budget. They drive over 30 million a year uh, in ads at this point and growing and um, just have a lot of experience on how to run ads in general, right? The bigger picture stuff that's important, but also like how to have uh, adapted to iOS 14. Um, and a lot of what uh, we're going to talk through today comes from, you know, more senior people um, on the Facebook side. So I'm not talking about, you know, junior ad reps that Antoine's team talks to, but more senior people that have a lot of understanding of what's going on and, um, you know, people that are trying to solve some of these problems at Facebook. And so I think you'll be able to use a lot of what we're going to share today uh, to drive better results. Um, and, uh, you know, that's our hope. So super excited to dig into it. Antoine, uh, welcome to the show, man. Thank you so much for joining us. Thanks, John. I'm very happy to be with you today. 
Awesome. Awesome. So uh, I know we talked a lot about uh, quite a bit of things before we started recording, but give the audience kind of um, just a quick overview of how you got into advertising, where the experience comes from, like kind of paint a picture. So we know, you know, this is the guy to kind of guide us through what's going on. <laughs> I love this question. So yeah, no pressure. Uh, first, thanks for having me today. I'm very, uh, very happy to discuss with you. So basically, uh, like you said, I created J7 Media, a Facebook advertising agency, close to 10 years now, close to 10 years ago. Um, I started this company because, first of all, I was hosting a lot of events and a lot of nightclubs where I, I'm coming from. And I was able to bring all these people to my events uh, by using social media in the early uh, 2010, 2011. And then slowly but surely, I realized that, you know what, it can be an asset to be uh, in order to, to be good at social media, you can help a lot of companies if you can bring these tools to these companies. So slowly but surely after doing this events, I, I decided to start this company. And basically what we were doing at the beginning, we were managing um, a lot of social media presence for restaurants. We did that for three to four years. And in 2016, 2017, we realized that the organic reach on Facebook, so basically when you post something on your page and you don't pay for it, this avenue was dying. It was almost impossible anymore to, to, to reach people just by posting content on a Facebook page. So at that point in time, I decided to pivot a little bit the company and keep our people that were doing the content and add to this team a lot of people who know how to manage media. And then so we integrated that to the company. And from there, we changed name and we decided to only run Facebook ads with the content that we were already creating before. We did that in 2016, 2017. And from there, the company really grew. We're close to 40 members today. Like you said, we manage over $30 million a year in Facebook ads. 90% uh, of our clients are e-commerce owners that just want to achieve what we do call hyper-growth. And let's be honest, a lot of things happened in the past year, and I'll be uh, super happy to discuss all these different changes with you today. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah, our, our whole client base is e-com, and uh, I think you're going to bring some really... Uh, unique perspective to it based on some of the conversations you have with, uh, with Facebook and, you know, really just attacking this iOS 14 stuff. So, um, <laughs> get, help us understand, like from your perspective, how did Facebook like initially react to iOS 14? And then like, how has that kind of, you know, changed? I know that, um, I want you to kind of paint that picture. I've got my own rough understanding yeah. of kind of maybe what's going on at Facebook, but mm -hmm. um, it, it's been a little bit rough, I would imagine. So help me understand like how Facebook initially reacted and how you've seen that evolve over time so that listeners can be confident that like, you know, Facebook's all hands on deck to solve this. Yeah, that's a really good question. So first of all, I think it's important to understand what really happened. So what really happened if you look at these different advertising players, if let's say we take a look at Google, so basically, Google, they have an advertising platform, and they also own Google Chrome, right? So people can click on the ad and then land on a website, and then Google owns the browser, owns Google Chrome. So they own the, the entire customer journey from, from a client from A to Z. We take Facebook now. Facebook is a platform. And when someone clicks on the ad, the person leaves the platform and arrive to a place that Facebook do not own. So first of all, it's super important for the audience today to understand this concept. 
Facebook, at the beginning of iOS 14, the end of third-party cookie, they were not in a strong position because they only own the advertising platform. They do not own the land. And that's super important to understand because when you are in this position, uh, you, you don't necessarily have the same ability than Google that can react differently. Uh, so I think for your audience today, it's super important to understand this concept. That being said, what happened? Then Apple came in and said, you know what? Now we're going to ask our users if they want to be tracked or not. So you click on the ad, you're on Facebook, and people can say if they obviously use an iOS device, I don't want to be tracked. I don't want my data to be sent back to Facebook. And Facebook, basically, what they, their, their most important asset is the data that they have. So if you remove this data, automatically, the platform will be affected. Automatically, the platform will be affected. And you know what? At the beginning, we knew that it could be something. If we lose a little bit of data, maybe our targeting will not be as good as before. Maybe our campaign and our audiences will be not as good as before. But we were not, not really concerned. We, we thought everything will be good. And then things became a little bit more complicated. Things became a little bit more complicated. So if we go back in time, ATT, basically it means app tracking transparency. So iOS 14, let's say, uh, has been integrated on April 26th. And then the first two or three weeks, no big deal. Campaigns were good. Things were great. Things really start to become more difficult around May and June. And it's also important to remember that at the same time, it was slowly but surely the end of COVID, right? Things were opening. It was summertime. Uh, so all the boom that e-commerce had in the past two years automat automatically got affected by the end of COVID and then by iOS 14. So that moment in time, May, June, July, has been super hard for advertisers and super hard for the engineers at Facebook. Super hard for the engineers at Facebook. Why? Because the platform, even if they lose 5, 10, 15% of the data, which maybe is not that much when we think about it, but this affected the entire advertising platform, the entire ecosystem. Automatically from one day to the other, the CPM went up. Uh, it was almost impossible to see our results in the Facebook ads. The algorithm was not reacting properly. Everyone had problems. It was way harder to advertise on Facebook than it was before. Then slowly but surely, things got better. It's not better. It's not perfect today, but things got better. And I think maybe to give context to your audience, three to four months after iOS 14 has been integrated, uh, Facebook or Meta, let's say, they, they, made, they made a statement saying, with the numbers that we see right now, you as an advertiser, you are losing you are losing at least at least 15 of the 15% of the conversion that usually you generate you are losing at least 15% you're not seeing these conversions anymore so if you go look in your ads manager you're losing at least 15% of the conversion that you were generating before they said that 3 to 4 months after uh, everything started. And now, a couple of weeks ago, so we're recording the podcast on February 17, they said, you know what? It went from 15% to 8%. So it's 15% better. Things are improving. Things are improving. So 
to make it super simple, it was it became more difficult than we thought it would. But then the engineers are working, they're finding solution, and things are getting better. And I do think that uh, slowly but surely, again, they will find new solutions. And uh, ultimately, uh, I do think it will be uh, it will be maybe a little bit easier to advertise on Facebook. Got it. Got it. Totally makes sense. Um, we'll see if we have time at the end because I kind of want to go down a little bit of a rabbit hole around like, does this mean Apple eventually launches their own network? Um, but I think that's a, a, a there's a lot of angles to that question. So we'll come back to that later. Um, but with uh, with Facebook, what are some of the specific things that they are doing that advertisers can learn from or that advertisers need to be aware of? I know there's a couple couple things. Um, and, and I, I kind of want to split those into like explicit reactions. So like what are explicit yeah. things Facebook is saying or doing? But then also like implicit of like the things that you see or the way that they're talking about this or their earnings reports or like all those types of things. Like what is what can advertisers learn by the giant of Facebook reacting to this? Yeah, um, that, that makes total sense. So let's say we start technical, technical and tactical here, because I know you have a lot of advertisers, e-commerce owners that are listening today. One thing that is super, super important that you do now, that you do now is to uh, integrate, is to install your conversion API, your conversion API. This is the most important thing to do right now. So basically, what is the conversion API? To make it simple for your audience, is the Pixel 2.0, the Pixel 2.0, okay? So a lot of people who advertise on Facebook, we know what is the Pixel. Basically, the Pixel is a code that you integrate on your website. And because of this code, Facebook is able to see exactly what's going on on your website and is able to report different conversions in the ads manager. The problem is the Pixel is going away. A lot of things are changing. iOS 14, the end of third-party cookies, GDPR in Europe. I do think that you have something similar in California right now. Yeah. All these different things right now, what they do is they uh, remove the ability to, for, for the pixel to, to give information to Facebook. So because of that, because of that, Facebook needed to create something different, which is the conversion API. So how it works, the pixel was triggering because of your browser. So let's say you use Safari, Google Chrome, any of your browser, someone do an action on your website, then the browser receives the information and then the browser sends the information back to Facebook. The problem now is the browser. So what they did, they removed the browser and they created a system that we do call server to server. So your website server takes the same info and send it straight up to Facebook and do not use, do not use the middleman, which is the browser here. And this is super important because by the end of the year of 2022, there's a pretty good chance that the pixel will not work anymore, that the pixel will not work anymore. So if you want to see conversions in your ads manager, you do need to integrate. You do need to install the conversion API. So on the technical side, tactical side, this is super important to know. If you don't do that right now, you'll be in bad shape by the end of the year. I do think you also wanted to talk about from a macro perspective, what's happening with Meta, uh, what we, sh we should expect from, from the company in the future? Yeah, I, yeah I'm, I'm, I'm looking for, 
So they're telling us to do the conversion API, but I guess I'm also looking at like, what's your read, right? Because you see things, you see how the industry plays. And so that's kind of what I meant by implicit um, is basically, you know, what, what do you think is happening that they might not be saying? Yeah. So first of all, it's ex extremely inter interesting to see that for the first time in time, since social media literally exists, they do have strong competition. Yep. They do have a strong competition now. And it never happened in, you know, 18 years. They started the company in 2004. So it it just started now. Like social media, different platforms were there. Snap was there. Pinterest was there. But they were not as big. And now TikTok came in. And they are as big. And they are growing faster. So for the first time in time, they, they do have a very, very, very strong competitor against them. So because of that, obviously, a lot of things are changing. A lot, a lot of questions, a lot of people ask questions about, is the company will be in good shape in two or three years? Is the end of Facebook or anything like that? You know, I, I, I honestly do not think that only one platform will be the main player in the next few years. I think it's great that the different platforms are there, like Facebook, like Instagram, like TikTok like Snap. So it's not the end of Facebook, but it's good that for, for the first time we have competition and people will and, and people in, in the government and the state will stop to say that Facebook is a monopoly and they own everything. It's not true. We have numbers now that it's not true. Now, let's be honest, they've been affected a lot. And the earnings that they just released, they said that iOS 14 affected at least. $10 billion in revenue in the past year. So they lost at least $10 billion in revenue in the past year because of the problem that happened with iOS 14 and all these different things. So I think it's important for people to understand that, that right now they're trying to recover from that. The moment they will, the moment they will recover is the moment where they will start to sell things straight up on their platform. The moment they will start to sell things straight up on their platform. That's the big problem that they have right now. Because if I go back to the things that I was saying at the beginning, Google owns the advertising platform and they own the land so they can do whatever they want. Facebook do not own the land. And what they try to do right now is to make sure that the platform at some point can be transactional. And when the platform, Facebook will be transactional, all the problems that they've been experiencing in the past year with iOS 14 will be in the past because all the because they will own all the signals on their platform. They will not lose any data. And at that moment, they will be uh, in a way better shape. And it could happen as soon as the end of the year. They are working really hard right now to create this kind of commerce environment. So I think that when this will happen, um, automatically the stock and everything that advertisers are doing will be a bit better. What, what do advertisers need to be ready for when it comes to you know Facebook uh, selling on platform? Like I know that there's already a lot of movement happening and there's stuff with Shopify and Facebook and those types of things, but... Um, I'm curious, like, how, how do you think it's going? Is it ready yet? And what are the things advertisers can do to kind of to get ahead of that so that as Facebook starts to gain traction there, you know, we're, we're, we're in a good spot, um, not ignoring it and saying, oh, they're probably not going to figure it out. Like, what, what, what do advertisers need to do now um, to be ready for that? So, so it's already in beta in the States right now. So I guess a lot of people who listen to your podcast are based in the United States. So if you're in e-commerce, in the United States right now, you can do what we do call Instagram checkout. Instagram checkout. So basically buying a product 
straight up from Instagram using the Instagram checkout. So this is already there. They are testing it. So I guess the most important thing right now to do is look if you can integrate the Instagram checkout and see how your audience react. That being said, there's a couple of other things, making sure you're, it's more technical, but your Facebook shop is on, that you have a product tags on all your product, because this is the foundation of what's coming. This is the foundation of what's coming. The Facebook shop, the product tag, the Instagram checkout, e-commerce owners need to be ready by doing these things now. Because the moment we'll be able to launch ads on the platform and make sure that people can buy our products straight up on the platform, it will be a different story. You can see that a little bit like Amazon. Amazon, they own the advertising platform and then people buy on their platform as well. Facebook will be a little bit like that in the future. Yeah, completely makes sense. Um, is there anything, I know you've been been chatting with Facebook um, on some of the things that they're working on and uh, you know, you guys are, are, are well connected. One of the, uh, you guys are the only agency with a Facebook badge in Canada, right? I, I, I don't know it. I, I guess there's others. I don't know how many there are in, in Canada, yeah. but definitely we're, we, we've been one of the first, one of the few, first, yeah. one of the few and we, we've been in the first 30 agencies in the world to be on the Facebook marketing partner program when it started in yeah. 2018. So yeah, we have great connection with Facebook. Nice. Um, is there anything else that you're hearing from them um, that, that kind of helps you understand like how close they are to kind of um, getting through this, how close they are to, to cracking, um, you know, selling on platform, all those types of things. Um, I think this direction has been clear to people for quite a while, but from the outside, at least it seemed like, you know, they're, they're not quite there yet. They're not quite figuring it out. Like what, what are you seeing, if anything, of like uh, the velocity of how fast they are uh, approaching being able to solve it? Uh, they work hard. They work really hard. Uh, I, can't, I can tell you that because we have so many updates about that on a weekly basis. So I do think it's coming. They will not obviously give a date publicly because they are not necessarily ready. And it's also important to understand that when they launch these kind of initiative, it's only in a couple of countries at the beginning. That being said, I do think that by the end of the year, 2023, the landscape of advertising on Facebook will be slowly but surely different because it's coming. They're not creating this old metaverse uh, commerce platform for nothing. They want to create an all included platform. So the ads, the content, uh, the um, uh, buying the product straight up on the platform. And this, they've been working on that for years. They've been telling us that for years. So I do think that by the end of the year, 2023, at the pace they're working right now, we'll see a lot of new things. I just had a thought. Um, I know that they've been working on metaverse and all of that for quite a few years. I just had a thought of like, this, this kind of fits into essentially say like, if they don't own uh, the browser, they don't own the like the 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 place where the commerce is happening. It's almost like they're skipping the part of like let's create our own Google Chrome, and they're saying let's let's just create our own internet. Like let's create the yeah. whole internet, and then Facebook is part of that. Our own because they, they because they realized that they were not in good shape. They they, they yeah. realized that they're not in good shape because the browser, the Apple, the the Google can do whatever they want. Can say yeah. hey, from one day to to the other, your pixel is off, and that's what they did. That's what they did because you do not own the land. But when you own the land, you can then do roughly whatever you want, right? So, so that's what they do. And, and, and obviously, it, it's kind of clear that the first iteration will be to buy the products on the platforms. And then the second iteration or the third iteration will be this kind of metaverse that they've been selling us in the past few months. Yeah. 
Let's uh, let's shift and talk about um, iOS squad, um, iOS 14 squad. Um, yeah. What, what are some of the key takeaways? Give us an overview of what that is. And then what are some of the key takeaways um, that you guys learned uh, from kind of going through those tests? Yeah, this is a great question. So if we go back to the summer of 2021, when it was total chaos in the ad ecosystem, we realized that people were looking for answers. And we realized that we were also looking for answers. And the only way to get answers in this kind of environment environment is to test a lot of different things. So inside our company, we created a small team dedicated to test, test, test nonstop. So basically it was uh, R&D and and the idea was to crack to crack the code, to crack iOS 14. So we did so many different tests and we were asking ourselves, mm, maybe it could benefit our audience. So what we decided is every single week, we're going inside this newsletter to share the latest test that we did to crack this iOS 14 thing. And a lot of great things uh, happen. And I can share, share you a couple of uh, things to just to keep in mind. First of all, Targeting on Facebook is dead. So targeting on Facebook is dead if you are an e-commerce and in 2022, you're running ads on Facebook and you have micro audience with 25 interests, with five lookalike, and it's super narrow, you're losing so much money. The only great audiences that works, and we tested that, and, and now it's more, it's more than 95% of our clients that use roughly the same audience is a broad audience targeting an, an entire country. Why? Because Facebook now's Facebook now needs flexibility. Facebook needs flexibility. Even with iOS 14, their algorithm is still super strong. The algorithm is still super strong. If you tell Facebook what you'd like to achieve, generate a purchase, generate a lead, whatever it is, they will find it for you. The only thing that they're asking is, give me some space. Give me big, broad audience. Give me some space and I will find these buyers for you. And this brings us to stop doing some narrow targeting. So basically for e-commerce owners, targeting is roughly dead. Just use broad audience and then iterate on your different content. Uh, speaking of content, uh, this is no news, but now stats are there. The content that's working more than ever now, it's what we do call UGC, so user-generated content, content that do not look like ads. And even to give you an idea, uh, John, we started our own video, uh, um, video studio inside our agency. And the first thing that we bought for the people or, or shooting the videos is an iPhone 13. Just to give you the idea that now, if you want to shoot content, in, in 2022, you need to start by, by doing content with your cell phone because that's the kind of content that, that works. And Facebook did a webinar a couple of weeks ago, and they said that just in terms of engagement, just in terms of engagement, a UGC content compared to a traditional content will generate 6.9 times more engagement than a traditional content. And then after that, they also said that people who see user-generated content, 83% of the time, and they did that, they did the survey with a lot of people, will be more willing to buy, will be more willing to buy the product than on the traditional content. Why? Because they think it's more human. They, they believe the brand a bit more. So if you're running ads on any social platforms in 2022, and you still have this idea that you need to create an amazing ad like you were doing on TV or newspaper or whatever it is, you're losing money. 
People want to see native content, user-generated content. This is outperforming for outperforming any ads that we're running right now. So no targeting. Uh, make sure that you use the user-generated content. And another thing that I do think could benefit your audience is to use the different tools that Facebook gives you when you advertise on their platform. What I do mean by that, there's something called the instant experience. Instant experience, to make it simple, John, is like a landing page that is built on Facebook. So instead of building your landing page outside of Facebook, you build it inside on Facebook. And it's called the instant experience. And this is a native, this is something native. This is something immersive for the for the end user. The end user do not do not have to leave the platform. You can stay on the platform and then shop your product with an instant experience. These kind of approach are working super well because then Facebook is able to, again, to, to, to you, your user will stay on the platform. So it's easier for them to find the signals and find the right buyers for, for, for your specific product. So instant experience, these kind of native integrations are working super well. And last thing that I would tell you that we find, uh, it's an acronym, it's called DABA. So D-A-B-A. Uh, dynamic ads on broad audiences. I know it's technical, but dynamic ads on broad audience, super useful approach. So basically dynamic ads, what it means is to use the product on your website and to integrate it to Facebook. And then Facebook will create dynamic ads with these products, broad audiences. So this is self-explanatory. So um, this approach, it's another term that Facebook created, is, is working super well. So we're doing that with all our e-commerce owners right now. So DABA, uh, instant experience are working well, broad targeting, user-generated content. This is where you need to go in 2022. Awesome. Awesome. This is exactly what I'm looking for. Um, I want to ask in a minute uh, how listeners can reach out if they have more questions. But um, one thing that's super, super common with our clients is... A lot of them are, cons uh, everyone's struggling um, with performance and trying to kind of figure things out. Um, and some of them, like they're, they're unsure if it's the agency that they're working with, or if it's just the market or, you know, competitors figuring it out and them not figuring it out. Um, and my question for you is like, for, for a brand, how should a, a brand owner or director kind of make sure that their agency is keeping ahead of things? Like how, how can an agency or how can a brand like almost revet their agency to know yep. that, okay, like the agency's doing the best that they can. They're doing a good job. Cause um, you know, I were talking before we recorded just like, there's a lot of agency hopping happening, but it's it, all the agencies are struggling to a certain extent. Yeah. Um, of not, course. Not, sometimes it's not the agency. And so I guess that's my question is how can the brand owner, um, you know, have confidence that the agency's doing, uh, doing the right things. What are kind of some of the giveaways of maybe an agency not doing the right things? Yeah. That's another great question. Yeah. And, and, and I think it's important for, brands right now to understand that nobody has a perfect magic formula to what's happening. This is common in, for, for any advertisers, for any agency, for any freelancers, for any brands right now. This is a common problem in the industry, or let's say a common challenge that you need to solve. And, and it, we, the dynamic in the agency and clients industry in the past three to six months has been uh, a little bit hard because, you know, clients, they do not get the same results and then they blame the agency and then the agency tried to explain and then maybe it can create some friction. We saw that with some of our clients. We got a lot of new clients because they were not happy with their agency. Was it the agency or 
basically, look, there, there's a lot of things happening right now. So first of all, I think this is important to understand. This is hard for everyone and we need to find solutions. That being said, are you busting your ass to find solution? This is important. Like this is a big challenge. This is a change of algorithm. Are you testing all the time a new idea, a new ad, a new content to see if you can crack the code of, of, this, of this kind of new challenge? That's what the brand itself need to ask their agency. What initiatives are you doing to solve this problem? I understand there's a problem. You explain that to me. It's fine. Now, what are you doing to solve it? If if you're not doing anything to solve these issues, now you have a problem. Now you don't understand that the industry is shifting and you need to find ways to make sure that you're staying ahead. So I guess it goes back to the simple thing, communication, explaining that something is happening and the brand needs to see that the service provider is doing a lot of things to find solutions for for. For, for what's going on. So I think that's the main thing. Are you doing things to help me? Are you testing a million things to help me? And if the agency is doing that, obviously at some point it will find solutions. And now it means that you are in good hands. But if they're not doing anything, ask yourself some questions. Yeah, totally makes sense. I think that's a, a simple but powerful answer. Um, is there anything else you think super important um, for listeners to kind of take away from this experience before we wrap up? Um, you know, I think, I think like a lot of things in life, uh, sometimes there's a change in the industry, there's a shift and it's true that it's harder than before, but, uh, you know, you still can generate amazing results with Facebook. If you're taking the time to do the right thing, to test a lot of things and, um, yeah, that's the only thing I would say. It's not the end of Facebook. It's not the end of everything. It's just, time for competition uh, with TikTok, with these platforms, with agencies who try to find the best solutions. I think that's more this kind of time that we're living in right now. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. It's, it's, it's one of those shifts I think that happen every, I don't know how often, but um, there's been a number of shifts. I remember the of old course. organic search with Google and there were some pretty big changes that changed that game. And um, you know, advertising is, uh, is no different. Um, what is the best way for listeners um, to stay in touch with what you're doing? Is there any specific resources you think would be really good for them uh, to kind of dig deeper uh, as we get wrapped up here? Yeah, I think the iOS 14 squad could be really good because it's a really, I do think a really great email content that we send every single Monday with a test that we did to crack iOS 14 uh, problems. So I think if your audience would like, I can send you a link. You can maybe put that in your notes. This is a great way to just stay in touch with what's happening right now with Facebook ads and the kind of initiative that you should do to have results uh, with your ads. And then after that, if you would like to know a bit more about what we do, go on our web website, J7 Media. So we help e-commerce brands uh, to go from growth to hyper growth. This is our mission. We basically help companies that spend at least $10,000 a month in Facebook ads. So if you're in this uh, at that point, come and talk to, with us. Maybe we can help you to grow. Awesome. Awesome. Uh, so we will have show notes, guys, at ecommercetownhall.com. 
Um, but we talked about a whole bunch of different things. And I think the, the main takeaway that I would look at is, you know, iOS 14 changed a lot of things, um, yep. but the solution is to continue testing and continue iterating and um, just increase the velocity of the efforts really is what I'm hearing. Um, that's part of the mindset that needs to be there. Other part that Antoine talked about significantly is the Facebook conversion API, making sure you get that set up, making sure you have everything configured to be able to, um, you know, sell on platform, sell on the metaverse, all these different things that Facebook is putting their weight behind. Make sure that you're you're along for the ride on those types of things as well. Um, so again, we'll have everything in the show notes. I hope that this has been helpful for everyone. Uh, feel free to let us know what you guys are implementing and what's working, especially if you hear from the, uh, the iOS squad uh, newsletter, if you hear of it from there, we'd love to kind of get that feedback loop and hear how things are going. But otherwise, thank you guys so much for listening. I hope this is helpful. And Antoine, thank you so much for the help today. I appreciate it. My pleasure, John. Thanks for tuning in to e-commerce town hall. For more resources related to today's episode, visit ecommercetownhall.com. And don't forget to check out Helpflow. Helpflow provides 24/7 live chat teams to over 100 e-commerce stores and can drive more sales while providing an awesome customer experience through their live chat agents. Helpflow's done-for-you 24-7 live chat team can predict and save abandons directly on your website by engaging with chat. They can also use conversational upsells to increase average order value in a way that feels good to visitors. Ultimately, they're going to provide an overall amazing brand experience to your customers. Learn more today at helpflow.com.